This is MGIF, a travelling podcast featuring cosy, funny and interesting game-leaning chats with a variety of folk from all across the country, but mostly London because that's where I live. Come with me on a journey peppered with the sounds of travel, the outdoors and the hubbub of various middle-class outlets as we chat games, culture and anything else we want to talk about because it's my podcast and I can do what I want, okay? That podcast once again... It's MGIF. Hello, here we go. Season 5, Episode 5. It's Sarah Dyer. Sarah is a community manager at Splash Damage. And I met up with Sarah in a pub, which is one of Splash Damage's regulars, um, just down the road from the offices. Uh, And we had a couple of beers and we talked about professional wrestling for quite a long time, but I cut it down to a small bit of chat because I know nobody wants to listen to that (laughs) except me. We talk about Sarah's move into her first job in games at Splash Damage and how she got there, the sort of circuitous route, which leads us into talking about getting into games, getting into industry without having to necessarily go to uni to study it, which leads us into talking about brains and how they work or how we think they work. Also, you will hear a 40-year-old man learn more about TikTok. So yeah, we cover quite a few things in this one. Uh, It was lovely to see Sarah get a few pints in the afternoon. Sarah's great and she knows her stuff and she's funny. So I won't ramble on too much. Let's go straight into it. This is episode five of season five of MGIF. It's Sarah Dyer. like wrestling photographers wrestling photography what a great place to start I like it yeah is um it was my friends uh, Rob Brazier I, yeah I was going to mention Rob was exactly the one that I was going to oh, mention yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause shout he's, out to Rob <laughs> Rob's so lovely yeah Rob's um, great man but yeah he's so he's obviously covered um, pro wrestling ambush and yeah he's he's made it quite clear that just taking photos of a wrestling show does just absolutely just knacker like it's every exhausting. part of you because it's constant <laughs> like oh i'm gonna like squat down over here yeah and then I'm gonna, yeah uh, yeah yeah and then having to like run like around the ring to yeah. get shots and it's, it's mental and physical because you are just going right i need to keep my arm what the hell's going on and look for something cool and try and get ahead of it slightly so i'm ready for it and it does help if you know wrestling because you're like, well, it looks like this spot is going to go over here or something, so I'm going to get ready for the, yeah. the thing. And, and I I'm think I'm going to get the crowd ready. I'm going to make sure they're in the shot to get the oh shit. Yeah, I know. I know as well. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think I don't think it happens with every match, but I know. Um, I know sometimes wrestlers will be like, "This is going to be the finish." So if you want good shots of the finish, this is what to look out for. Or, you know, at this point, we're going to do this sort of thing. So what, telling the photographer what's going to... Yeah. That is very nice, very kind. I've not done yeah. it for a while, and that I mean, was I'm never pretty... on the table. <laughs> um, it depends where you shoot, innit? Yeah, I think it very much depends on... I mean, it might, it might be that it's more of a conversation that you'd have with any sort of, like, video team yes. than a photographer. Yes. But, yeah. And also, you need that slightly bigger media budget, yeah. Because back, 
back in the day, it'd be like me. I'd be well, you're talking about media budget. You just get a trainee. Yeah. You'd just be like, you're, you're going to film it. Here's the GoPro. You pick one of the trainees uh, that's helping set up the ring yeah. and you just give them a GoPro yeah, and yeah. that's their job for the evening. There you go. Media budget. Spent. Zero pounds. <laughs> <laughs> or if anything, yeah, there's, there's, still, there's still a line in the budget. It's just a zero yeah. next to them. Or a slight profit because they're, they're training at the, the, the yeah, camp, right? The, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the slight profit is the maybe like couple of quid worth of like YouTube ad revenue. <laughs> and I might be overselling how much the ad revenue is there. <laughs> but you can make it green in the spreadsheet and there then that's go, exciting. There you, go, there you go. But yeah, no, it used to be a case of like going around and going, do you, are you going to do anything... You want me to try and capture? And they're like, oh, well, I don't know, probably, uh, yeah. And they're like, what? Don't know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. Extending to like, when I did a little bit of wrestling referee, wrestling referee? A little bit of refereeing. Yeah, I think, like, I think it's more important that the ref knows yeah. what's going on. This was 10, oh, no, God, 10. Look at me 10 years ago. 15 years ago, I would say now. No. Like in Manchester, in Wigan. And I was like, what's the finish? Not telling me, they ain't telling me what the finish is. Just, uh, just no. count, and we'll, we'll, it will kick out if it's not a three. Just count, and I'm like, that, see, just that, count. Are you sure? Yeah. That, see, that just, that just sounds like you were refing really boring matches yeah. with no like <laughs> with no idea. finishes, yeah. no exactly. like attacking the ref, no did one. anyone coming out. I did one screw finish, which was good, and it was a case of like wrestler called Dirk Feelgood. He got he got chucked out, mm-hmm. and one of these guys dressed like him, yeah, came in. And the yeah. bad guy was a Scottish wrestler called Darkseid, and um, yeah, he was like, "Ref my eye," yeah. and then they go, "Oh, what's wrong?" And then like the clone had come out from backstage, take him out, take his place as 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 acting like him, and then get rolled up on purpose. So I counted because he was he was face. Sorry. Dirk was face. Okay. So the heel had some cohorts to dress like him, like the face, to swap oh. him out. So they could get the pin, so they could be pinned on his behalf and then roll away before I could see that it oh, was... Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so the... <laughs> so the heel yeah, dark side I get it. I get had it. his cronies dress up like the face. And he... Okay, out. yeah, and, and they, they got pinned. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, because the referee's decision's final, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. remember some fella in the front row just arguing with me, saying, that wasn't him. <laughs> and I <laughs> stood there, which is great, because I, d- I could stand there going, yeah, it was. It was him. He had the same clothes yeah, on. Yeah, and, and just really, really sell it. Yeah, and he's like, no, it wasn't him. They and I said, no, no, I didn't see anything like that. It's great. And, I, and that was great that they were like, come on. Oh, like, <laughs> part, part, part of me wants to be like, it's really cool that you've been able to, like, sell the idea yeah. so well but yeah. then and also that the person is just doing like complete suspension of disbelief and just going with it mm-hmm. because you know mm-hmm. everyone even at like some of the smarkiest shows I've been to yeah people will still be like ref ref for they're over here yeah yeah look at what they've got they've pulled out a bacon truck like you know and I like that but, yeah but I don't think he was smark I think he was just I think he very much OG 
uh, back in the sort of 80s approach to thinking this it is was all happening. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking. Which is even like, better. No one, yeah, there's no one giving him the memo that actually... No, I don't think... stuff isn't real. He didn't know that sort of fellow who would receive memos. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, but that's great. It's good because you want to come here and enjoy it that way. Yeah. Well, you're listening to WrestleChef. <laughs> Yeah, this is just a this is just a wrestling a wrestling show now. So we are in a nice little pub. Mm. You've just come down from Splash Damage. I have. What's the What's this pub? This is the Star and Garter. Yeah, it's real, real nice. It is. Um, and we're just getting some recording done here. It's nice in mid afternoon. There's nothing too. It's not too full yet. Nothing too crazy. But yeah, yeah it's like a nice little beep beep. It's a little. Um, yeah, unfo- unfortunately, it is on. That's perfect. The main, uh, the high street. I think that's. We're just off the high street, I th- right? I don't know. <laughs> I, I. Well, I don't. I don't drive, so. No, same. I I can walk somewhere and know where I'm going, but I don't know what any of the roads are because I don't need to know what any of the roads are. I can walk somewhere and not know where I'm going, so you're one up on me I'm, there. To mm, be fair, my sense I mean, of direction is. But I need Google Maps. Oh yeah, I to mean survive. if it's if it's going anywhere new, <laughs> then yeah. Yeah, it's just like, um, and even then I'm like, oh no, I've gone down the wrong road somehow. Even though oh, it's a yeah. big dotted line. Oh yeah, I still do that. I'll I be... need Google glasses. Yeah. With a little dot line on the floor, then then I'll be fine. Then it'll show me where I the hell I'm going. That's what I, we need next. I feel like with that though, I'd pay too much <laughs> attention to it. And not enough attention to actually what's happening in real life. <laughs> Knocking and into some, people. Yeah, and something terrible would happen. <laughs> um, yeah, but we couldn't um, from Splash Damage. Yeah. Now this, I'm to understand, is your first games job. Offici- it is. Officially. It is, official. You've yeah. obviously been One a, that's a games like adjacent person making stuff and doing stuff around games like uh, yeah. I have. Yeah. I've never had a games job. I just sort of float around poking people and uh, asking them stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. I think... I had that I had that notification the other day where it tells you how old your Twitter account is and you go, oh, God. Um, I hate that. Yeah, I think it was like 12 years or something, mm, which is... 12 years wasted. Uh, yeah, which is <laughs> bizarre. But then I did, um, I did the computer game show the other night with... Sean. Sean Bell. Sean, friend of the no, show. No, the other Sean. Sean Lebode. Sean Lebode. And I'm, Sean I'm, Bell. I'm sure he'd be a friend of the show if you knew about it. But and like, Sean Bell goes, um, he was like, oh yeah, because you two, you two know each other, as in like me and Sean Lebode. And I was like, kind of. Like we've met at like a couple of events. And yeah. obviously we follow each other on Twitter. That kind of weird like friend but not quite a friend you just kind of all move in the same circles but <laughs> but yeah we were like yeah we we yeah kind of know each other in that yet yeah, that weird like mm. twitter way um and i was like yeah it's been it's been like ages it's been like quite a few years and sean's like sean and goes oh yeah it's been like 10 years it came up as like a memory when we became friends on facebook 10 years ago and i was like oh, oh my, my god man. yeah which is Ten. shocking yeah i think i just kind of started on twitter you know just kind of started following people and then you follow other people and then you follow other people and before you know it yeah most of your twitter following so is you, games people so what would you have been doing then uh like 10 years ago uh i worked for game i was a store manager for game which i think 
probably 95% of the UK games industry have worked for game in yeah. some capacity. Even if it was just you worked in the shop yeah. when you were in uni. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I worked for game. And then, you know, did some other... Got made redundant. And that's the thing, I think probably about half of the, pe half of the people then who have worked for game have been made redundant by game yeah. at some point or another. Um, yeah. And then kind of managed to fall into like digital marketing through like copywriting and stuff. Um, kind of did that. Ended up going back to retail to run a vape shop for a little while. Mm. Um, the world of vape shops. Yeah, that was an experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually, actually worked in like the vape industry for God, about no, nearly four years. Like, wow, that's a long yeah, time. Yeah, like I, I think I think because it was still kind of quite niche. It, it be like knowing knowing your stuff and also not being like not being an obnoxious vape bro. It was like quite easy to kind of get. Right. work when I had to like change company right um and then yeah moved back to London three years ago now Ooh. did a little bit of work for like a fintech app and then I went to Great Ormond Street Hospital Charity yes you did help set up their video game fundraising that's very cool thing which is still going what's that um, called it's called geek out for gosh nice yeah. nice that yeah. is very cool we managed to yeah get that off the ground we did have this kind of big um sort of in-house streaming charity gaming weekend mm. and then you know that thing in march 2020 happened and then oh yeah thing thing. didn't happen well yeah what so what did geek out for goshen tell while well, we're on it um it's basically uh in the same vein as what's the special effect because i know one special day is the industry one right our game blast where it's just like play games and raise money and then it kind of very much like leaves it up to the fundraiser whatever yeah format that wants to take geek out for gosh is essentially gosh's version of that okay um so yeah we worked with insert coin to get some really cool like pin badges and hmm. stuff pin badges and t-shirts so like if you raised over like a certain amount you get like a t-shirt and that um managed to get a couple of like big streamers to do their own kind of streams for it and stuff i think by the time that i left i think it raised about twenty five thousand pounds wow that's cool. which you know like any kind of any kind of charity fundraising product because that's kind of what they're all called which makes it sound a bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bit weird. Yeah. Um well, they yeah. they always kind of, they kind of they kind of snowball so they kind of will <coughs> sort yeah. of start small and then you know the bigger they get the bigger they continue to get. Hmm. So yeah, I was there I was there for about 9 months. Um and then yeah, came and worked for Splash Damage. So how's that going? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, finally I'm finally in. <laughs> yeah, it's um there's there's a lot going on that I can't talk about. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No <laughs> so specifics like it's, allowed. It's, yeah, like it's 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 really good. It's really really good. Um, there's loads of really 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 cool stuff happening. Um, none of which I can talk about. Mm -hmm, which right. is 
you know, as someone who went into like marketing and community management and social media, uh, because I like being, I like going to people, hey, look at this really cool thing. Mm. It's really cool. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. This is what you should be excited about. Yeah. To not, to not be able to do any of that is, <laughs> is really frustrating. <laughs> but then the day will but, come when you are allowed to do that. And then yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go I mean, off. that will obviously be preceded by stress. Mm, um, yummy stress. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, there's some, there's, yeah, there's some super, super cool stuff going on, um, which, you know, one day, one day. One day. One day we'll be able to talk about. So what's your day-to-day like and just, you know, so your non-specific day-to-day? Yeah, so it's, it's, been, it's been a bit of an odd one for me. Um, I was taken on by Splash Damage to be the community manager for a Stadia-exclusive title that we launched in December 2020 called Outcasters. Right. Um, but due to reasons that I can't really go into, um, basically the, the company decided to kind of shift focus onto some of the other projects yep. that the, as of yet unannounced projects. So, you know, we kind of started to sort of wind down the community side of things. Like that. So I've, and then obviously we've not really got another fully active community mm. um, or any other project that I could move on to do sort of like community. Okay. So I've actually kind of shifted into more of a almost kind of like a content manager okay. sort of role. So I do a, a lot of blog writing, a lot of um, kind of working with like our video and video team and like our photographers to make content out of some of the really really cool like internal stuff that we're doing okay um i do a lot of uh yeah like internal copywriting at the moment i've just finished a pretty big look into tiktok and right. video uh, video game developers <laughs> so, on TikTok. To learn, so do you have to like get right deep into the uh, the tiktok trends and like have that in your brain yeah but i mean i well maybe not it'll be controversial depending on who I speak to Um, I I genuinely love TikTok I think there's so much more to it than people like to give it credit for yes and yeah I'm it's one of those platforms where you need there's so much it's it's blown up so much and there's so much there yeah you need a way to navigate through it because you can't you need people who are into it to like you need friends you need to follow friends who are into it who will share things that are and valuable and interesting or actually funny or whatever and and, and then build up a profile rather than just go yes. through whatever their home like search yeah. function is right yeah and like the, yeah that's the thing like you need you need you need to spend you need to spend a little bit of time like if you if you just start a tiktok account you will your first like couple of hours like looking at it you will hate it and you will think it because it will just serve you the most popular stuff on the app in general and let's be honest like the most popular thing is always the worst thing Mm. Um, because you know mainstream tastes are often not that good so yeah and you know TikTok obviously is like loads of young people so it is going to be weird like slightly creepy teenage boys like <laughs> and you know being weird and then 
you know, teenage girls dancing. Like, that is... Yeah. Yeah, it, like, if if you literally just start your account, that is what you will get served. But if you, if you spend time disliking stuff, um, liking things that actually you do find interesting, um, and then also sending stuff that you like to your friends and also looking at like stuff that like your friends send you um you you will very quickly train the algorithm to obviously start giving you the stuff that you want to see yeah to the point where it gets a little bit scary (laughs) (laughs) i've i i've got i've got i've got two friends who we all just kind of send each other stuff like quite a lot, quite right. a lot. Okay. Um, I uh, like literally like a couple of hours ago, I could feel my watch like buzzing with like notifications, and it was like, oh, Emily sent you a TikTok. <laughs> Emily sent you. T- I'm like, oh, okay. Emily's on a break from work because she's just <laughs> sent me ten TikToks. Uh, That's so you know. But there was there was there was one that um, I sent to two other friends and. Each of them had sent the TikTok to the other two of us in this little triangle. So all right. three of us went, these are the two other people that we need to send it to. Um, and yeah, it's, it is a little bit spooky how good mm-hmm. the algorithm will start knowing what you like. Mm. But I'm like, uh, I've, I've been on, I've been on the internet using, you know, MySpace and Facebook and Google yeah. for probably yep. about 15 years, yep. at least. Yeah. There's, there's not much more data that tech <laughs> companies can get out of me. You probably don't want any more data. Yeah, exactly. It's like, exactly. We've got it. I think we've got enough data. Thank you. Exactly. I'm like, I don't care anymore at this point. I've been on the internet long enough. Like, I don't really care. Um, so yeah, mm. so I've been looking at a lot of um, yeah, kind of TikTok stuff because you know if you if you want if you want to do TikTok well as a brand, mm. um, it's incredibly like time heavy. Mm. You need you need a lot of time and a lot of resource to kind of put into it. Um, so yeah, how do you do? How do you sort of create something where you're not? You're not being too obviously a brand on it where, you know, you see a lot of that where they're like trying to copy what are people saying? How are they phrasing the... Exactly, yeah. It's kind of like the sort of key things with it is, yeah, people, people want to see other people on TikTok. Like if you are running like a brand account, it really, really helps to have a small handful of people be the ones who are in your videos yeah regularly you know if you're using like a different influencer or a different model because your tiktok account is run by some ridiculous agency that you're paying millions of dollars to yeah um and you have you know most of your content is not even got any person in it and then the rare time that you do feature a person, it's a model that you're doing a paid promotion with or an influencer that you're doing. No one cares about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like if you look at, so I use a tool called vidIQ, which was originally to um, sort of analyze performance of YouTube videos. But actually, if you have the Chrome plugin for it, it works with TikTok in the browser as well. Oh, okay. And it gives you um, engagement rates. So the percentage, you know, likes, comments, and shares, and watches to the end as a 
percentage, well, I don't think it does watches to the end, but it's like likes, comments, and shares as a percentage of the overall views. Okay. And if you look at like Xbox or PlayStation, they've got like a million followers each, but like their engagement rate's like seven or eight percent. Yeah. You look at like, there's a, there's a couple of accounts which are literally like indie solo developers. It's like one guy in his bedroom making a game, but because it's that same person who's building that like personal connection, they've got like an engagement rate of like 15, 20%. Yeah. So right, that's, yeah. that's very much what people like. Um, and luckily like that's obviously, you know, it's fashion. I like, we can't talk about our projects at the moment. No. But we, we need people to come and work for us and mm. help make them. Um, which by the way, we've got loads of jobs going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please come and work for us. It's great. Um, so yeah, so like a big focus, a big focus of my my role is to find ways to kind of show off what an awesome place it is to come and work for. So you know that's one of the that's one of the angles that I take with kind of all the content I do, but also what I will very much do when I start our TikTok, which will happen at some point. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you've got to figure out how to, how to lay that out and who's, yeah. who's going to be the person. And, and also just the time and what's going on. I've got, I've, got, I've got a kind of vague plan to kind of start at least just sort of playing with some ideas and just kind of having it as like an unlisted video to sort of play around with the kind of editing tools of the app and all that sort of stuff. So I've got, I've got there's a path. Um, <laughs> there is a path. And I fully forgot what direction I was going in with that. That little tangent, that's just got, that thread has escaped Yeah, me. no, that's all right. Yeah, um, no, I think, yeah, just in, yeah. in general, like, using, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, um, obviously, we've got we've got loads of really, really cool people, and we can't talk about our projects, but, you know, I can be like, look at this awesome person. Um, and TikTok's, like, really, really good for education. Like, mm. um, there's one guy who does, I cannot remember his name, um, I've got all the links saved on like a document that I've been working on, so I yeah. don't need to have them in my brain. But there's yeah. one guy who does um, these amazing TikToks basically explaining how different parts of video games work. So like how doors work oh, and okay. how things, ha th how it works when like you kill a thing or destroy a thing oh. in games, but in a very in a very funny, slightly non-PC way. Like his, wife, like his wife is really hot and she'll occasionally be like, oh, but what about when this happens? In like this like <laughs> tiny little tank top and tiny little shorts. Um, but yeah, and like I think those kind of, I really <laughs> want to do, I really want to do that kind of like educational content because I think, you know, games are weird and... Mm sometimes the way that you think a thing might work it doesn't work that way yeah whatsoever mm -hmm. um and yeah i kind of want to do that sort of his simple easy to understand quick explanations of how certain things work mm. um yeah yeah that's, that's what i want to do <laughs> sound like a, a shill for my company again mm -hmm. but um Go so ahead. like last last year uh we actually did a uh, a scheme called fresh talent which was basically a set of a set of um entry-level roles 
across um, disciplines, okay. like within like game dev. So basically, it all comes from um, the fact that splash damage got started from a bunch of people making um, maps for Quake, and then that turned into yes making Wolfenstein and Quake Wars and Daisy then became a nearly 400 people, now over 400 people yeah. strong company. Incredible. Um, uh, so yeah, so, you know, we, as a, as a studio, Splash Damage knows better than anyone that, you know, you don't necessarily need to have gone to university for to be able to get yeah. into games so our fresh talent roles um they weren't internships or placements they're full-time they were full-time permanent roles um super super like entry level um a bunch of people who got actually i think i think pretty much everyone who came to us through one of those roles is still with us now um yeah they're, they're you know full-time like permanent roles they weren't like one-year placements or anything like that um and we were very much like you don't you don't need to have gone to university to apply for one of these um instead we put we put quite an emphasis on wanting to see portfolios or right you know um itch.io or itch.io however you or itch However you yeah. say that thing. Itch to, that, I always sorry. say itchio, but I don't itch-io, know. Itchio, yeah, whatever. Everyone knows. We Every, know. Itch. We know, yeah. Um, yeah, like your page for that, or like your SoundCloud, or your ArtStation, mm. or, you know, a WordPress site where you've put all your art, or whatever. Um, and yeah, we were basically just like, well, we want to see, we want to see portfolios. Yeah. Um, I think with game, I think with games more than anything, I mean... I could say with games more than anything, but then it's that's probably comes from the fact that I know probably more about games than anything else. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's so many tools out there to make your own games. I mean, obviously, yeah. like you've got like Roblox. Um, like kids are kids are getting into making games at like eight years old now because yeah. they're making stuff through Roblox. Yeah. Um, even even back with like The Sims, and I I remember I used to play. Um, I was never big into The Sims. Well, I used to like making the houses, and then I couldn't be bothered with the rest of it. So <laughs> I just used to use like the rosebud sheet, and then make houses, and then I'd be like, I don't I don't care about the rest of it. Um, but I remember I used to play a lot of uh, Age of Empires. I have to say, the speed at which you recalled the rosebud sheet there was. Yeah. That's, that's just on that's, the top of your that's, head there, that's is it? The Ready weird to thing. go. I do I, remember it, but only because you said it. I <laughs> I I will sometimes forget the name of um people at my work that I see literally every day. I will forget their name, but somehow I can still remember <laughs> the name of a cheat that I've not used in probably over twenty years. <laughs> um but yeah, I used to play I used to play a lot of a lot of Age of Empires and yeah. And uh, I don't think the first one did. I know for a fact uh, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds, which was basically Age of Empires, but Star Wars. Yeah. It was even by Ensemble Studios. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. <laughs> um, yeah, that had like that had like a map editor. And so you could make, you know, you could set all of the terrain, build all the bases. Like you had like unlimited... Um, uh like resources to be able to place like buildings and stuff to yeah. kind of start the map and all that sort of thing so i used to play around with that a lot 
but yeah these days you've got like roblox like fortnite you've got like the creator stuff like some of the some of the stuff that people are like putting together on fortnite is insane Mm. um like obviously there was like little big planet and now dreams Mm. um obviously the fact that i mean fair enough you need a pretty hefty pc potentially to run it but like unreal 5 is yeah completely free and comes with a game that you can just like fully (sighs) edit and do some really cool stuff and the thing is there's like even like developers who will get like long-term long-time developers getting onto like going from like unreal 4 to unreal 5 is still like a learning curve so yeah like it's 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 easier i think it's easier than ever to start something like um level design and being able to kind of figure out like where to go and all that sort of stuff i think if you grow up playing games you will kind you will you will kind of instinctively like know that you might not know like the academic term for it and you might not be able to explain it in an academic way but like you know when you're in a game you know yeah how that game is telling you yeah where to go yeah so yeah you just don't know the sort of academic people's brains work in so many different ways and not everyone's gonna be able to get the most out of a very structural uh academic route where you have to learn in a very specific way and, and repeat that in a very specific way you know not to say there isn't value in that but but i think there needs to be more um there needs to be a greater realization that that if you can't do exams in this weird prescriptive way it doesn't mean you can't learn things you aren't good at it's just that you might need a different way to get to that route and and there are so many different ways all equally valid it's just that we're not there's no time invested in those other ways right yeah completely and i mean i think i think as well like from from my experience so i mean you you obviously say you know about the kind of like structured way mm. for me it was kind of for me it was kind of the opposite so like obviously going from school where it is super structured mm. um the issue for me was then when i went into see i think i think i maybe wouldn't have had this issue if i'd gone into like a sixth form because obviously sixth form you're still doing A-levels, but it's much, obviously, much closer to being in yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went to a college to do my right. A-levels. okay. So that was very much, that was very much closer to, uh, like, university in that mm. it, there's no, I mean, there's, there's this structure and that you have, like, your terms and your lectures and your coursework and all that sort of stuff but there was no like there was no kind of rigid sort of structure like you'd have in school so if i if my friends doing one of the music courses were like we've got a four-hour break we're going to the pub i'd be like i can sack off my lecture and no one will care because (laughs) there's just none of that like strictness to it so i would just you know sack stuff off and yeah. when it came to when it came to like work um and like coursework and stuff there was again pretty it was pretty much like here's what you need to do here's the deadline off you go and do it and it was mm. very much just kind of leaving you to it and i did not <laughs> work with that um yeah, sure. and I, yeah i think i actually would have benefited from it being a little bit kind of stricter and stuff because yeah i just i never did i never did the work i would sack off lectures to either pick up extra shifts at game 
um, because I just kind of preferred working and actually having something much more kind of involved to do than sitting and listening yeah. to a lecture for a couple of hours. Um, or, yeah, I'd sack it off to go to the pub with my friends. And then with coursework, it would be like, again, there'd be no structure. It would just be like, here's the deadline two months down the road. And yeah. I'd be like, well, I'm not going to do this. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, 16 years later, it's like, surprise, you've got ADHD. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. But obviously at that point, I, you know, I did, so I did, I did a year of AS levels and obviously got like horrendous grades because in i think a couple of them i got like c's and then the other twos were two were like u's because yeah i never did any of the coursework or the coursework i did do was sure. done like two days before it was due <laughs> right, okay. and was terrible never did any revision so the yeah um yeah so i was like well let's let's try this again and i did um another year of as levels on like four new subjects right um same thing happened. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, at this point, again, it was all still undiagnosed. Uh -huh, so, uh -huh. yeah, so I did another year. Um, managed to scrape together enough AS levels with, like, a half-decent grade to then take to an A2. Um, and then that was the point. I think I maybe got maybe halfway through the year, probably closer to, like, a third of the way through. Yeah. And just dropped out entirely. Because also, as well, I was like, I... I think at that point I was, I had no idea what I wanted to do at university. Yeah. I had no idea what route I wanted to go down. Um, I probably changed what I wanted to do at university like four or five times over the space of about as many months. Right. Um, yeah, just had, absolutely, so yeah, I just dropped out of college, never finished my A-levels, went and yeah. worked for game full time and yeah, just kind of went from there but yeah I, th I think maybe having actually something that was a little bit more structured might have actually helped um but yeah with obviously going to college it was very much just like ah, i did what you want and there was mm. obviously no real sort of careers guidance or <laughs> anything no. um <laughs> yeah obviously there was never any like oh well what sort of you know these are the sort of things you could do in terms of like going to uni here's maybe some different like options or i think it's so hard like they can't i just don't feel like there's that many people who have such a good hold on what they're going to be doing at that young an age because like what the fuck maybe more so now i don't know i, I feel like but but like it was, you know, I did computing at uni, but <clears throat> I was no good at it. And and after the first year, we just went straight down like that. Well, you can do the really hard programming modules, or you can do the the media. Yeah. Like <laughs> inverted commas, inverted commas, inverted commas, inverted commas, media, inverted commas, inverted commas. You know, and you know, I'll do those then because it was like. But the reason I went that way is because I thought, well, what do you want to do? I don't mm. know. I like computers you know yeah. your parents like you like computers you play games you're on the computers and you play you know and you had like there was a really old ass um game creation tool called click and play on the pc like ages and ages ago <clears throat> and i you know fucked around with that and, yeah and uh when i was little i'd draw like street fighter characters and i'd design like board games that went over a whole a4 pad just like you know like it start on the back page and go around to the front one and stuff I'm, and i'm literally having this conversation on whatsapp with someone at the moment so i when i was like re well 
must have been maybe like eight or nine and like Final Fantasy VII had come out and I started getting really, really into that and that was like kind of the first like proper game that I got into. And I had these, you know, the black and red notebooks. Yes. I had like hardback ones. I think I ended up with about three of them just full of like eight-year-olds drawings of like these just weird monsters. And I was like, I want to be the person that draws the monsters for the Final Fantasy games. <laughs> and then when that's not a real job. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a concept artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that at eight no, years old no. and neither did my parents. <laughs> so no one knew that that was a thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and apparently that I, that's, I'm not the only person that that happened to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously just kind of because no one, because it wasn't like a job that you could have. I obviously just kind of was never really like, encouraged into it so just kind of stopped drawing and then obviously never got good yeah we're well, <laughs> still not good i still can't draw for shit no, um <laughs> it's a mad capitalist like hangover isn't it where yeah. you go oh you're just drawing stuff all day mm. like like it's some complete waste of time oh you're just yeah. drawing shit and you know like like doodling and and, and just come whatever's coming into your head and making stuff and you're like yeah, that's great though, but it's yeah. so like it's just not ridiculed and derided, and it's yeah. Like, but then even even on more of a like um, kind of practical sort of level, I guess, um, when I was maybe like twelve or thirteen, I taught myself, albeit at the time like quite basic HTML, mm. um, but even like image hosting and stuff and like how images are like hosted and I taught myself like a whole bunch of that yeah so that I could design the pages on my guild on Gaia Online which was (laughs) basically Neopets but instead of having pets you had a little anime avatar that you'd get different outfits for Um, (laughs) but I taught but I taught but I taught myself HTML so that I could fully design and make my so you could have guilds. So basically, most of Gaia Online was like forums. Right. Um, but then you could have like a guild, which was your own like private forum. People would make like, you know, either like roleplay guilds, um, but also like fandom guilds before the word fandom was a thing. Yeah. Um, and I had a, I had a, a fan guild for the band Him. <laughs> but obviously, I needed to know how to make it look nice, so I had to learn HTML. But then, obviously, as well, when you went onto the front page of the guild, you obviously wanted to see a picture of the band, so I had to learn about image hosting and how that worked. Um, and it was, like, my interest in computers and stuff and, like, was was encouraged at the time because my mum's my mom's husband at the time was... I couldn't tell you exactly what his job was. It was to do with computers. He okay. set the entirety of... He set up, like, our home... I think I had a computer in my room. Um, bearing in mind, this is, like, 2002, so pretty rare for the houses mm. to have two computers. Mm. Um, but he also, like, fully, like, networked them together, so they would, oh, like, shit. share the internet between them and wow. stuff. Um, <laughs> and I think... But, you know, he turned out to be a colossal asshole so him and my mom got divorced but i think if 
they'd still been together by the time that I was kind of getting into like learning like this HTML stuff. Obviously, that would have probably been, yeah. you know, he might have kind of pushed me down that sort of route. You'd be like, could you um, just leave us like a handy cheat sheet and then fuck off? Is yeah. that all right? Um, <laughs> just a guy, just a quick guide, a couple of A4s, and, but, and we'll but see obviously, you later. <laughs> like, my mum obviously just didn't understand, you know, she just saw me on the computer. She didn't mm. know, you know, that I was like yeah. doing this sort of thing. Uh, but then, even, but even then, like, when I was in, uh, when I was doing like the interview to go to college, uh, it was just like, oh, so you finished your GCSEs, uh, okay, so what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I guess A A levels. You do A levels after yeah. GCSEs, right? That's next, yeah, okay, right? cool. So this is this is the A. What A levels are you doing then? And there was never any other. So yeah. And obviously, A levels are very dull and academic yeah. it's you write essays and then you write some big essays that are for your coursework and then you go to the exams and you write more essays mm. and in between the essays you listen to someone tell you about the things that you need to put into the essays yeah um whereas like at the college that i went to they had um a pretty big like media studies department where people were learning um like how to actually make stuff with cameras and learn like photoshop and like image editing and like graphic design and like even a little bit of like journalism and stuff and it but it was very it was very like hands-on yeah um and a very like kind of practical course but yeah it was just never ever presented as an option and and yeah and i mean there's definitely there's definitely like kids out there who are like 12 13 14 have the drive to be like i want to do this when i grow up so yeah. i am going to get out there and do everything i have to do to do it but like not every kid's like that no some do need that sort of that guidance and that push and and also just as well just kind of being like oh actually no that is that is a thing that you can do if you want to this yeah. is how you can do it and yes. yeah it just was never none of none of that sort of like guidance was ever ever a thing so no i think it's still massively catching up as you say in games because it's like you know interviewing people who got into the industry a, quite a long time ago at, at different levels through throughout the history of this podcast that the same thing always comes up where they say I didn't think it was a job at all. No one said it was. Uh, even yeah. I couldn't conceive of it. I thought it was just a thing I liked that couldn't be a job. And then, oh, here I am doing the job. And it just, and I think that's still the case. It's still, yeah. you know, maybe there's more education around the idea that you can have it as a job, but it's still not, it's still, uh, I mean, I'm partially talking my ass because it's not <laughs> like I'm keeping up with <laughs> academia these days, right? But like, I don't feel like there's enough around there saying look I you can do this and that i'm I sure think, it's important i think i think it's definitely starting to shift i think obviously not having not having kids and not really having like a super good insight into yeah kind of what schools yeah. are actually talking about but like so i've done i've done a talk to a bunch of kids at a school like my mum my mum works in a school okay um and she asked me to come in and do like a little talk to the kids cool and i did uh, one of them one of the, one of the lads in like the group that i spoke to uh one of them one of them was invited to go to the u.s to play in like a fortnight 
like esports tournament right. but he got banned from Fortnite for being like a little griefing shitbag <laughs> which is hilarious um, but then like these other these other two lads were talking about this like attack on titan fan game that they were making and i was like wow that's really cool um uh yeah i mean uh, splash damage does a lot of like outreach to schools um cool. i know like a few other people who have had like kids come into studios that they work at to sort of learn and everything and mm. i know it's very much something that we we want to start doing once obviously you know we stopped doing it because of, of everything that was going on yes um but yeah we very much want to sort of ha start having like groups of kids come back into schools and you know really kind of do like a lot of that outreach and yeah like that obviously was never a thing i think i think finally because i think I think because like the public narrative around video games is starting to shift that schools are having to pick up on it. And I think as well as I think obviously, you know, like a lot of teachers these days are our age. Yes. <laughs> who know that <laughs> video games are actually good and you can get yeah. these jobs and obviously yeah. they are then passing that on to kids. And then, yeah, um, obviously, you know, teachers who maybe never never grew up with games are actually go oh actually like this yeah. is actually a thing and obviously all these kids are really really into their games and yeah. they're doing minecraft and they're doing robot how can that's something that they really engage with how can we yes. start to kind of you know deepen that engagement and use it as a way mm. to enhance their learning because you know it's yeah and i think the more that kind of public perception shifts the more it will become like much more of like, a, oh no, these are actually like jobs you can have. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, because I've literally just finished it because I never picked it up when it came out like mm. last year, which was when everyone was telling me how good it was and I went. <laughs> and I should have bought it when it was like cheap on Black Friday and I think I missed it by like a day. Yeah. And then, yeah, started playing it because it's on PlayStation Plus. Um, but I think that's a, that's a perfect example of, like, ev every every aspect of the narrative of that game is incredible. Mm. Like, the, the kind of different, like, branching options and how a lot of them don't even seem like options at the time. Right. And then have repercussions. Yeah. Another, like, four or five hours in. Um, the way all of the kind of character arcs, some of, like, the character moments... Um, all of like the acting, the writing, like yeah, everything to do with the narrative of that game is right. incredible and probably the best I've seen in yeah, a game. I've heard that a lot. Um, yeah, the game side of it is not that great. <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's just not really doing anything new. It's very much yeah. Walk along for a bit, maybe go down this side alley, and there's a resource. <laughs> Okay, walk a bit further. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for a fight. Okay, yeah. walk a bit further now. Oh, now here's a quick time event. Now there's another fight. And mm. like, obviously, if, yeah, if you take something like Guardians, that has a very obvious, like, this is a story part of the game. This is the game part of the game. And obviously, yeah. you know, it is, it's a Marvel game made by a big, like, AAA studio. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. 
they played it a bit safe with the gameplay. Yeah, and that's actually the writing is, is reversed yeah. in this very specific instance because it's in their financial interest to make the characters compelling because exactly. that's what the, the people um, are buying it for, right? Yeah, and also <coughs> very much having, like, you know, the, yeah, the, the story... The story and the character arcs and everything are very separate from the game part of it. Yes. Um, yeah. Whereas then, I guess, if you look at something like Dark Souls, where so much of the storytelling happens as you are playing the game, even down to yeah. like how some of the bosses move. <laughs> um, but then how many people have you heard that go, oh, these games are so confusing. I don't know what's going on. Like, there's no story in them. It's really <laughs> boring. Nothing happens. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, as you say, like, if yeah, if you... But then, you know, I guess, you know, you go into the cool, weird, indie side of things mm. that do build the narrative right into the gameplay and the gameplay is telling as much yeah. of a story. I mean, like um, like unpacking. Yeah. Like through the whole, I always remember it was the one where you get, it's, it's the room where, no, it's the house, it's like the flat, where your like player character has clearly moved in with her boyfriend. Yeah. And it's things like there's nowhere on the walls for you to put your degree, your frame degree. Yeah. And it's a real struggle to put a lot of your stuff away because of his stuff. Yes. And you're like, oh, this guy's an asshole. This man sucks. What is she doing with him? And it's like this <laughs> so... And obviously, like, none of that is told to you. Literally none of it is told to you. You figure it out through not being able to unpack your yes. stuff and like that is oh i loved yeah that's why when anyone's like oh you just put stuff away i'm like no no there's so much more to it than that like that's, I that's loved. using games to add the story to create a yeah. feeling in you yeah and that's the best use of that yeah and i mean it does it does kind of explicitly sort of give you that kind of yeah it does kind of give you that sort of explicit story once you've unpacked everything you get to see like a little bit of like the diary i think and that has like some oh, writing okay. i think maybe i imagined it because i didn't um, i watched my wife play it through and so i didn't uh, see everything i, I came and go came yeah, away watching her play it she really enjoyed it yeah i think when you yeah i think when you finish a level um it then explains it's, yeah it's almost like a picture of the room in a picture book i like don't mind that book. i don't mind that yeah because you know it, it gives it to you after and i think it's kind of from what i can remember it's kind of vague enough that it still doesn't sort and it's obviously very much like her mindset at the time yes so she's very much like oh i'm so happy to be moving in with this guy in obviously years the kind of player is like no yeah, yeah, it's yeah. terrible yeah yeah <laughs> And then, like, uh, and then, like, I've kind of got to like the last level, and it's obviously, you know, like a happy without kind of any spoilers. It's obviously like a kind of happy ending, and I was like, I'm just unpacking stuff in this house, but this is so emotional. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, That's yeah. smart, you know. Yeah, well, it's like there was not long after I played it, there was a Reddit thread of um, someone who, when they were in uni, they picked up some part-time work doing house clearances right and through doing house clearances they found uh i think they, they found it was like an old man who had passed away he was in his like 90s or something they found this hat 
and it was this beautiful old proper from uh, must have been from like the 40s or something it's like beautiful old fedora um but back when like from back when like fedoras were cool and not like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah to do with like incels so, or anything <laughs> yeah yeah back when like fedoras were actually properly cool um and you know he kind of like put it to one side and then as he continued the, the house clearance he found boxes upon boxes of um uh photo albums right going back right to when this old man was like uh like late teen early 20s wow and looking through all these photos he would keep seeing the hat and this old man like and you could kind of trace where this actual hat that the guy had like right there could trace it all the way like sort of throughout this man's life and i was like that's also such a good idea for a game is doing like house clearances and what you can learn about someone's life from doing a house clearance that's huge yeah that is unpacking times house flipper mate yeah and i was like i want Imagine if I went to House Flipper, just like that extra yeah, story. But I was like, I, I want that as a... But also, like, I don't think I... I absolutely would not be able to make it through a game like that without no. yeah, being yeah, yeah. in absolute floods yeah. at some point. Yeah. Probably multiple points. Imagine um, a power wash simulator, but it makes you cry. <laughs> Sounds like a Peter Molyneux pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, it does make some people cry. It's, it's uh, yeah, I've not, <laughs> not I've not, right I've not, I've not heard anyone say anything nice about <laughs> Power Wash Simulator. Um, yeah, I don't know of anyone who's been like, oh no, I really like that game. Everyone is just like, I hate it, and I've put fifty hours into it and hated every second of it, but I've still done fifty hours. And somewhere, I feel like that was the dev's very initial pitch, as one sentence that says that, and like, we need to make this. Yeah, remember those? <laughs> well, cause it, I mean, I, I get it sometimes when I see like <laughs> pool cleaning videos on TikTok, and it's yeah. like it will be like multiple parts because they'll do. They'll may, it'll maybe t- be like a three-day job and they'll do one TikTok of a couple of minutes for each of the days and I'll be like, oh, well, I've got to watch them all now. Yeah. And I'm like, why did I just waste five minutes of my life watching this man pull, clean out a pool? <laughs> it was green. It was green and disgusting and had loads of like yeah. shit floating in it and it was just all moldy. And now it's a real nice pool that I'd go swim in. Like, it's the compulsion. Why? Yeah. It's you the, have to it, see it. Once you start, you have to see it finished. Yeah. Yeah. As long, at least at least they went with that and not... I feel like the alternative would have been something like freaking Pimple Popper Simulator. Oh. I mean... It's a the, matter of time. I mean, I think that does already exist in those weird mobile games where it's like Elsa from Frozen. You've got to squeeze... That's let's not get let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> you saw my into, face, like let's yeah, into like weird <laughs> children's media. Because if we go down into the route of like weird children's mobile games, then we need to go into the rabbit hole of weird children's YouTube, and that is yeah. Well, I'm, I, in, I'm in the, the hell I of mean, that I've, with my youngest right now. She I loves it. I don't even have children, and I have watched so <laughs> so many so many long form YouTube videos and in depth investigative vice articles about that whole area. And I don't even have and I don't even have kids, and I just find it absolutely fascinating. So you covered everything literally. I think everything. so. That was good. Yeah, it was.